All right. Well, hello. This is our third podcast of The Faith Awakens with me, your friendly university chaplain, Father Tom Hennon, and... And me, your friendly layperson, Megan Grady, a student still, I guess, at St. Ambrose during this weird time, but virtual student, I guess you would say. Yeah. And just to be clear, we are way more than six feet apart right now. So um, Megan is calling in from her home, and I'm calling in from my office, and uh, so we're having to do this podcast remotely. But God bless technology. Yeah, thank goodness. Yeah, I mean, I'm not much of a technology person. I will be honest, I'm in that weird generational gap where I had kind of an analog childhood and then a digital adulthood, so it's not exactly native to me. Uh, but I have to say that in all of this that's going on right now with this pandemic, I'm really grateful for it. Like we live streamed mass last night from the chapel. Um, and to be able to do that, we wouldn't have been able to do that 20 years ago, let alone 50 years ago or in 1918 when there was a pandemic then, you know. So the ways that we have to communicate and connect with each other now are greatly enhanced because of all of this doodattery. So. Yeah, we had a lot of people. I was looking at the live stream. We had a lot of people on there, so that was good. Yeah, I think uh, I think someone that was recording yesterday from our campus ministry staff said uh, I think seventy seven on Instagram and just a few on Facebook. Most of our students are probably on Instagram rather than Facebook, but we had good. I mean, that would have been like a normal Wednesday night mass crowd, so that was cool. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, my family got to go. It was my dog's first mass, so oh, that's very cool. So it was really weird, I will say that, uh, to do that. But um, I hope it doesn't last long. I don't know. I'll let the experts figure all of that out. But it is uh, really strange, and it would be nice to get back to normal sooner than later. But who knows? So I agree, yeah. So with all of this going on, um, I mean, I know kind of what I'm doing day to day because there's all sorts of different things that have come up. I mean, my work really hasn't changed that much other than personal interaction with people. Um, but there's still been there's been some personal interaction, of course. Uh, but uh, there's been just different needs to respond to here on campus and everybody's shuffling and making things work and that kind of thing. So in some ways, it doesn't feel less busy necessarily. But I'm thinking of you, Megan, as a student, (laughs) how this is affecting you um, at home, trying to buckle down and study and do all this online stuff. And of course, your professors are having to scramble too to figure all of this out. So as a student, what's your perspective? How are you dealing with all of this? Yeah, it's definitely... Like, I won't sugarcoat her. It's really hard. And I think I have uh, not necessarily an easier, like, semester, but um, easier than a lot of my friends because I have a lot of friends that are doing teaching this semester or were supposed to. They shut a lot of the schools down. Uh, A lot of people that, like, uh, are going into the medical field that have clinicals that they can't go to now or have to go to virtually. I'm not sure how that works, but, Yeah. yeah, I've, no, but I've been struggling um, with just trying to stay in a routine because I feel like when I come home, usually I'm like, oh, coming home is like a vacation from school. So it's yeah. not like I'm in a routine here. So um, I've I've been trying to stay uh, focused, but it's really hard when you can just uh, wear your pajamas all day and, you know, and then the technology part of it is, is hard because obviously when we go to school, we're all on the like a level playing field in a classroom. We're all there listening to the teacher. 
but um, when we're at home and Skyping in virtually, not everybody has the same resources or the same Wi-Fi strength. Yeah. Um, so I think that's really challenging. But I'm I'm really, like you said, I'm really thankful for technology because, I mean, back in the day, we would have just not, we would just ha- tacked on, I don't know, another semester or something. I don't know. We wouldn't yeah, have been able know. to do any of this. So, I suppose uh, you could really still do, they used that. to do correspondence courses where you'd send in papers and things like that and get graded that yeah. way. But, I mean, education has changed so much um, that to kind of go back to that is pretty pretty jarring. So I was just reading an article the other day, actually, as you were talking, I was thinking of it, that was giving, like, tips for working from home and all of this kind of stuff. And, and of course, keeping a schedule was one of them, you know, and, and devoting certain hours to work or, in your case, homework, schoolwork, you know, just like you would if you had a class schedule basically back here on campus. Um, getting dressed, you know, for the day kind of instead of just kind of being in your pajamas all day because that kind of just attitudinally makes yes. you think, okay, I'm I'm going to be serious now and <laughs> I'm going to work and do this. Um, so all those little kind of psychological hacks, I guess, to get yourself in the, the frame of mind to do work, to do study in your case, um, are important. So, yeah, but it's it's got to be a challenge. I can't imagine. Um, uh, what did you do for spring break? Uh, over So... We left for because I made it to um, nationals for oh, that's right. Congratulations. Uh, track for indoor track, which uh, a short-lived season, but it was a good it was a good season that we had. Good. Um, sad we don't get to compete outdoor, but I mean, if that you know, got to take the necessary precautions, obviously. Yep. Um, but uh, so I left the week before spring break to go to um, South Dakota. And I ran okay. It wasn't the best race, but it was a cool okay. experience. And then, obviously, when we came back, um, I procrastinated, uh, per usual, my homework till about uh, Thursday or Friday. And then mm-hmm. that's when all this stuff kind of exploded. Yep. So um, just some added stress onto my usual uh, routine of procrastination over break. But, yeah, not not much going on here. What did you do over spring break? Well, I... Uh... I was doing goody two shoe things, um, so I was oh, yeah, with you, group yeah. of uh, <laughs> I was with a group of students on a service trip in uh, northern Mississippi, working with Sacred Heart Southern Missions, and it was really before all of this blew up. And we're lucky that we were able to go at all. I think you know, had it even been a couple days later, we would not have been able to. But uh, so um, nine students, Lauren Bolwig, who's our director of music and liturgy here in campus ministry, and I went down to northern Mississippi, and we were putting in floors and doors and stairs on a woman's home, and it was great. It was fantastic. It was awesome. the uh, The students did great. Uh, they were on top of things. Uh, they dove right in. Um, they had a great experience. Everybody was happy and healthy and, and, uh, worked hard and we were safe and we were staying in this beautiful guest house that they had built specifically for volunteers a couple years ago. I told people it was like we were on uh, one of these reality television shows, staying in a mansion together, only with nice people. (laughs) So it was great. It was, it was, it was really nice. Um, and you know, we, shared meals in common in the evenings together, prepared meals together and that kind of stuff. And then, of course, Thursday, we're on the job site at this house working on some stairs, and that's when everybody's phone is blowing up with all of this stuff about the university, shutting down face-to-face classes and that kind of thing. And I have to say, I was really um, impressed with our students. They they took it in stride, and they were like, well, 
we got these stairs to build, so let's get to it. You know, they just dove right back into the work that right. we were down there to do. Um, I did ask them, well, do you feel like you need to come back early and stuff like that? They're like, no, <laughs> let's keep doing this. In some ways, I kind of wish we'd stayed another week and kept working on that house, but um, we had to come back, of course, and, and, uh, and of course, came back to a very different campus and you know monday especially this week was weird because you know you kind of anticipate that excitement of coming back from spring break and the campus being just you know bustling with students and and that kind of energy and it was like post-apocalyptic ghost town here it was weird Mm -hmm. still is weird so yeah yeah it was was weird because i came back i came back to get my stuff and there was like nobody (laughs) yeah oh yeah i saw you you're actually taking that test yeah, yeah. I had to come back and take a test. Um, but it was just, it was so weird. It was like I was there over winter break or like even spring break, but like yeah. you're supposed to be back, you know? It definitely makes you appreciate things. It gives a lot of perspective, that's for sure. So. Oh, yeah, for sure. Well, I think Sister Joan is supposed to make some announcement on Monday or talk to the cabinet then about where things go from here. So I guess we'll just wait and see. In the meantime, you know, hey, now that we know we can do these podcasts like this, we'll just continue to do this, I think. I think people are yeah. enjoying it. People are asking for it. Imagine that. People are asking for this. So. That's crazy. Yeah. Hello to all the fans. But we need to come up with like a fan-based fan. name. Yes, all of the Faith Awakens <laughs> fans. Yeah, we need some clever name for our fan base. Well, they'll probably generate it themselves. That's what fan bases usually do. So, yeah, yeah. Um, So uh, a topic for our conversation this morning, a little bit on the lighter side, but related to what we've been talking about with all of this pandemic stuff, um, would be recommendations for isolation survival. And specifically, maybe each of us can kind of talk about a go-to or favorite book, um, a go-to favorite movie, TV show, music or song, or comfort food. Um, so I don't know if you're ready for this or not, but let's start with that top one book. What do you think? What's what's a book that maybe you're reading right now or that you think I'm going to pick up right now during this time to take my mind off stuff? Yeah, um, so I reread this book all the time, but it's called Let Your Mind Run. So I'm a runner, so yeah. obviously this is going to be a running book, but it's by Dina Castor, who... Um, uh, won a medal uh, in the Olympic marathon. I think it was the bronze. I don't know. I don't want to. I don't want to say because I I can't remember. But she uh, wrote this book, and it's all about um, working on mental toughness and how she was able to do that throughout her career. Yeah. So um, I think I think we all could use some mental toughness yeah. during this time. So, so an I'll inspirational probably, book. Yeah, I'll probably reread that. And then right now I'm reading um, a book by Rachel Hollis. Um, mm-hmm. I had read her, I don't know if you've heard of her, but I had read I um, her her book, uh, Girl, Wash Your Face. That was really good. So I'm on to her other book, um, okay. uh, which I can't remember the name of. I probably should have looked it up. But uh, anything by Rachel Hollis, is, I really like. So cool. what about you? What's your favorite book? Um, well, my favorite book of all time for like escapist literature for sure is, uh, the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Um, and I reread that last year, I think, but I could do it again for sure. That's one of those books that, um, I can, I can pick up. And even though I know it's coming, I enjoy every bit of it and I can't wait to start the next chapter kind of thing. So it's, it's a can't put it down kind of book for me. Um, I know it's not everybody's cup of tea. Some people start it and say, I don't know why everybody loves this thing, but I I do. Uh, I love that whole universe and 
and all of that. So I actually, I haven't read, it's been even longer since I've read The Hobbit, and that's a much shorter read and a much kind of easier read. And it's a very kind of like homey book, I think. So I'm thinking maybe I'll start with The Hobbit, because that is just like, that is uh, sitting inside my house with my feet up in my little hobbit hole with my uh, mm-hmm. cup of tea reading The Hobbit. I think that would be uh, just just perfect. Um, so I'll probably pick that one up again. I know some students... Um, are continuing even through all of this to read the screw tape letters by C.S. Lewis, which I highly yeah, recommend. I'm in. Yes, so I agree. I might. I picked up the copy that we had here on the shelf in Campus Ministry, and I may uh, burn through that again too. It's a fast read. It's a short book, um, and you almost when you want to read it like spiritual reading, like only read one little letter a day. And of course, for those who are unfamiliar with it, it's it's these letters. Um, of a kind of master demon to an apprentice demon uh, talking about how he can better tempt his patient. Uh, so he's assigned to this man's soul and, and, and trying to, of course, uh, win him over, not for God, but for the evil one. So it's written in this kind of weird reverse role kind of thing. And it's humorous, but it is insightful, really insightful. So, um, and there's some things you have to kind of get used to in the in the wording of it. Like he always refers to the evil one, Satan, as our father below and all this kind of stuff. And 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 so for people that's kind of jumping in, they're like, what is this? But it's written, you know, like I say, from that perspective of a demon, basically. But very good, I mean, I think, spiritual reading and Lenten reading. And it is enough lighthearted to kind of take your mind off other things, too. So I might pick that up again. Um, yeah, I, I've been reading that, oh, too. You've been reading that, too? Good. So there's a good group of you that have been doing that. So that's awesome. Yeah. Thanks to Jenny Dickus. Shout out to Jenny yes. Dickus for forming that group. That was awesome. What about a movie? Is there like, oh, I need to watch this while I'm home in isolation? So my family is like huge on movies. So we've been watching, trying to watch some movies um, recently that we haven't been able to watch, obviously, because we've been so busy. But now we just have all this time. So yeah. uh so we watched Jojo Rabbit the other night, and that I have movie not was seen fantastic. That. Yeah, I do want to so see that good. one. Yeah, it was so that's movie. out obviously on some streaming service, or was that a, was that a? Where did that come out from? Um, we got it at the Red Box. But, oh, okay, um, okay. I was thinking, was that that wasn't a Netflix movie? I don't think. No. Oh. No, I don't think it was, but um that movie was just fantastic. It's like a good mix of like a comedy, but also like, you know, it's sad, but it's, yeah. it's a good, it's a good story. And I really, I, it was so good. I can't say enough about it. Hmm. Um, that, and we watched Harriet, the movie Harriet about Harriet yeah. Tubman the other night. Another one that I want to see that I have not movie. yet. Hmm. So good. Both of those. Okay. Would recommend. Well, I'm in this quandary right now with the, um, with the guys that are living in that themed house, the Frasati house, and what our Lenten observance was, were, was no movies, no streaming services or TV or that kind of stuff. Now maybe we can, you know, talk to each other and relax some of that, especially given the circumstances. But I haven't heard of anything like that happening just yet. So I've not been watching streaming services or watching movies or anything like that. So, um, but if those rules get relaxed uh, with that group that I'm doing those ascetical practices with for Lent, um, gosh, what do I go to? I mean, I um, I love the Indiana Jones movies. I could probably probably watch all those back to back, no problem, if I had the had the day to do it. So um, I loved those movies as a kid. So again, that's kind of a, it's kind of a comfort movie for me. Just and I'm I'm. 
you know, I, I should be thinking about higher things, deeper things, more important things. But part of me just right now wants to escape, you know, a little bit. So those kind of stories, adventures, stories, and things like that kind of appeal to me right now. I agree. Yeah. What about a TV show? All right. So this, I don't know if this counts as a TV show, but me and my sister have been watching um, on YouTube. It's called BuzzFeed Unsolved. And oh my gosh, it's, it's about, so basically um, it's like a documentary style. Uh, These two guys, one like heavily believes in ghosts and the other Mm -hmm. just like doesn't believe at all. And they both go and they visit these like haunted places and they try and like prove if ghosts are real or not. And it's just, it's so funny. And uh, if you want to check it out, it's called BuzzFeed Unsolved. And I recommend starting with the Goatman's Bridge episode. They go to this bridge and it's supposed to be haunted by this goat man. And the one guy like is scared out of his mind because he really believes in ghosts. And the other guy just doesn't care. So he's like trying to, he's like, come on, goat man, come on out. Like he's just, (laughs) it's so, it's just absolutely hilarious. And we cry laughing every time we watch it as a family too. So you can watch it with your family, but, um, cool. It's, it's just fantastic. Yeah. So that's Buzzfeed. What was it? Unsolved. Bud on Buzzfeed YouTube. Unsolved. Okay. I'm going to have to check that out. Okay. Yeah. I think that counts as a TV show. Uh, again, I'm in the dilemma of not watching TV right now, but <laughs> those rules get relaxed. Um, I still, I did maintain my Netflix account and my Disney plus account. Um, I could definitely go back to the Mandalorian at any point. Um, uh, Netflix wise, again, I haven't been looking at what's coming up there recently at all, but, uh, I think I still have a whole season of father Brown, uh, to get through. And I do love that mystery show. I know all mystery shows are formulaic a little bit and it is. But I love it. It's comfortable again, and and I just like the portrayal of this this you know English country priest who is always solving murders and apparently the murder capital of um, you know rural England. Yeah, for real. Um, <laughs> but it's it's fun. So I, I I think I just before Lent started, I had watched all through all but the last season, so I could start that up at any point. Um, if my Frasati brothers uh, release me from um, these these uh, these penitential practices for the remainder of Lent, given uh, the other penitential practices that we're all having to deal with in isolation. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, come on, Colin. Let go of the reins. Let yeah, Father Tom no watch. <laughs> Lighten up. Let me watch a Father Brown mystery for Pete's sake. <laughs> um I, I will admit, uh, so on, on St. Patrick's Day, uh, I did text the brothers to say, hey, um, I am begging you to, I said, in fact, I used the word quaff. I'm begging to quaff a Guinness. I'm begging to drink a Guinness with my corned beef and cabbage on St. Patrick's Day. And they gave me permission. So, oh, yay. Um, yes, it was wonderful. It, it was, yeah, it's perfect. So, uh, okay, what about music in general or a particular song? Anything that comes to mind that's um, like, oh, i got to listen to that? Uh, well, I love anything by Casey Musgrave. She's like a uh, country artist. but I only um, just um, heard her on this trip down to Mississippi for, for the first time. And, yeah, I thought it was all right. Did Claire, did Claire yeah, McCarthy Claire show her yeah. to you? Yep, yep, I knew it. I knew it. Her and I just love Casey Musgraves so much. She's fantastic. Um, and then 
I think everyone should use this time to listen to every Broadway cast album ever and learn every word and then perform it in their living uh, room. That's what I plan on doing. Great. Great. <laughs> I can't wait. I can't I'll send wait. you some videos of our okay. production. That, that sounds fantastic. Like A one-woman production. <laughs> that will fill the hours. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, music for me, I am I am all over the place with music. I have very eclectic tastes, as uh, some of those students that were on our spring break service trip can tell you, because while Claire was generally my road DJ on the way down and yeah, back. she's a good um, DJ. Shout she's excellent. She's she knows all DJ. the good stuff. Um, but I, I'm all over the place, so I'm just kind of like, I like Penfolds 5. I like... Um, uh, I like classic rock stuff a lot. I'm actually, I do kind of like, I'm a, I'm a Led Zeppelin fan. Um, so I'm all, yeah, I'm just kind of all over the place. Uh, but I like some, I like some older jazz and soul. I like old country, but not new country. Um, not a big new country fan. It just never struck me, but, um, I listened to probably on the way down to Mississippi and back, and because of where we were, I listened to a little bit more blues, especially what's known as kind of hill country blues from that northern part of Mississippi, so I enjoy that kind of stuff. Uh, probably most of my music, again, is pretty escapist. I do like some Christian artists, and I do listen to uh, a few of them and, and enjoy that. Uh, of course, Lauren Daigle's really big right now. And, oh, yeah, and, she's fantastic. Uh, yeah, she's got a great voice. Um, I like a Christian artist, too, by the name of Liz Weiss, and if you've not heard her, you should check her out for sure. Liz, L-I-Z, Weiss, like the opposite of, of virtue, right? So, um, Which is funny for a Christian artist, right? Um, yeah, that is funny. Yeah, so a little bit of everything there. I don't know. I haven't been listening to music at home that much, though, either. Um, I've just been listening to my radio, which I usually listen to the local NPR affiliate to kind of get the news of what's going on in the world in the morning, at least, and maybe a little bit in the evening. So we'll yeah, see. I love Okay, I feel like I'm in the minority of my generation that loves NPR, but I love NPR. Yeah, well, I, I like the fact that they're not yelling at each other, and I... I don't feel like, um, you know, maybe occasionally I'll take issue with their angle on something, um, but I feel like they're trying to be objective. And so, yeah, and it's informative. So, yeah, I'm Yeah, it's very calm, very calm. Yeah. Just like a couple people calmly talking about things. I enjoy (laughs) enjoy the aspect of it. I haven't had a TV for about five years and with streaming services and things like that I don't feel like I really miss it but the times when I've been around a TV like when I've stayed somewhere like at a hotel and turned on the TV news I can't stand it for more than like five minutes and I'm like I'm done with people just like yelling back and forth and talking over each other so I don't miss this so I have other ways to get news on my phone through different apps and then uh, through the the radio so there you go uh, yeah. What about a comfort food? What's your like? What do, what do you want to eat right now when you're you're hunkered down? Um, well, I've been literally eating fudge stripes every day. Like I feel like I consume at least five fudge stripe cookies every day. That's, that's um, good. Are you are you kind of doling those out throughout the day, or just like all at once? Yeah, like I feel like I've gotten in this habit where I'm like, oh, I ate a meal, I have to have dessert. So boom, fudge stripes. Like I don't know why I'm in. That. I don't know why I'm in that. Like my mind is like, you have to have dessert, and I'm like, oh, fudge stripes. So hmm. literally gone through a package by myself um, as of recently. What but, happens when the grocery store runs out of fudge stripes? See, that's what I'm worried about, Father Tom. I just need to stop 
You have to ration your fudge stripes right now. Yeah, I know. It's sad, but I can't. I don't have control because I'm in my house. (laughs) I have not yet seen anybody at the grocery store, though, with a full grocery cart of fudge stripes. Well, that's soon to be (laughs) soon to be me. Hopefully Costco has fudge stripes. I'm going to buy it in bulk. Hey, remember there might be some other people out there that like fudge stripes too, so leave a box or two for them. Yeah, I guess. Okay. Okay. (laughs) I'm going to have to have you come with me to keep me in check because I might buy the whole store. And then I would feel bad because, you know, these need to be passed around. That's what I, that's what I would recommend. So go out and get your fudge stripes now because I might be going and grabbing the rest of them. So go out and get them now. Yeah. But aren't good things meant to be shared? Yeah. <laughs> Ask me when I run out of fudge stripes, and then I might give a different answer. But <laughs> uh-huh. Okay. What about you? What's your favorite food? Uh, well, I have often told people uh, I could probably, if I needed to, live on cheese and crackers and apples. Oh, oh my goodness. Yeah. A charcuterie like... board. Charcuterie oh, yes. Board. Yes. Yeah, I could do that. So... If, if there's cheese in my fridge, I'm happy, and crackers and apples. I probably eat an apple a day at least, and then so you know that's fairly healthy, I think. But um, other foods, gosh, um, I'm by no means an expert, um, and sometimes very inconsistent with how well I pull it off. But when I'm like cooking for myself, for like a meal for myself, I have pretty much gotten a pretty good handle on like one pot uh, pasta carbonara. Uh, which has egg and cheese and bacon. It's probably not that healthy, but it's really good, and I figured out how to to make that, like I say, for kind of like a single serving. So uh, that is definitely, um, you know, comfort food for me, generally any kind of pasta, but uh, especially carbonara. I'm a big fan. Yeah, that was good because I got worried because you let off with healthy stuff, but then you mentioned the pasta carbonara, and I was like, okay, I don't feel as bad now that I – went on a rant about fudge stripes and then you're like, Oh, I like cheese and crackers and apples. I'm like, Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, I just love celery sticks. That's my favorite food ever. Oh my gosh. No. Mm, Ants on a log. That's my favorite. Oh yeah. Dress it up a little bit and I'll do it. Yeah. That's fine. No way. (laughs) I like the peanut butter and the raisins. Mm, It gives me an idea for later. There's so. like a theme of after-school snacks that you just mentioned. But all those are like after-school <laughs> snacks. Maybe some, maybe a, one package of of healthy fruit snacks with real fruit juice. Yeah. There you go. Oh my gosh. So we we ate, I think, pretty well on our service trip because uh, I did make carbonara one night, and then one night we did fajitas because um, it was Sarah's birthday and she wanted fajitas for her birthday. And then one night we did breakfast for dinner because it was Jacob's birthday and he wanted um, breakfast for dinner. So And then one night we went and got local barbecue on, I think, Thursday night last week. And then on Friday, uh, which was our day off to, to go to Memphis, we ate at a really good local fish place. So and had fish fry, of course, being the good Catholics that we are. So, <laughs> yeah, but we ate pretty well. And then to come back here and then, yeah, the grocery store is crazy. I think I probably need to go actually today again and just see uh, and to pick up a few things that are to be had, I hope. Yeah, thankfully in um, my hometown here where um, we have a grocery store and they're offering to do deliveries to people who can't necessarily make it or uh, are deciding not to go out. That's, That's awesome. Super, awesome. yeah. I I'm so proud of like yeah. where I'm from. That is so awesome that they are doing that for the community. But I think a lot of people, um, 
are offering deliveries and stuff, especially small businesses. So yeah. we've been trying to take advantage of that and help them out a little bit. No, I think we're definitely seeing on a global scale. I mean, yes, sometimes there's those incidents of kind of the worst of our humanity coming out, but we're also seeing people looking out for each other, pulling together in the best way that they can. And that is awesome. So I hope that when we get through this, which I hope will be sooner than later, we don't lose a sense of that, but we keep that somehow. So that's what I'm praying for. I agree. All right, Meg. Well, it has been an absolute pleasure talking to you. We miss the students so much. It is so weird not to have you here, and I'm sure you miss being on campus and seeing all your friends and all that kind of stuff too. But hang in there, and we're going to get through this. Oh, thank you, Father Tom. We miss you too, definitely. Everyone's been saying how much they miss campus and going to Mass and stuff, so it's kind of it's kind of nice that you guys did that live stream, and I hope you guys keep that up. I think we're going to try to do that at least it. next Wednesday for sure. Um, and I don't know, we're still talking about possibilities maybe for something Sunday, but there's so many different like recorded and live streamed masses out there. I don't know what we'll do, but definitely for Wednesday, next, next Wednesday, I think we'll plan to live stream mass and more again. Yeah, that would be fantastic. All right. Well, be well, be healthy, take care, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. All right. See you, Father Tom. Bye. All right. Signing off for Faith Awakens Episode 3. Listen, take care. May the faith be with you. You almost forgot it, but I said And with your spirit. <laughs> Ugh. <gasps>